Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? This is Luke Munger of Dogman.com alongside Jack McCauley. Uh, we were both in Ann Arbor for the most recent weekend. Jack, obviously not uh, an outcome the Huskies were hoping for, uh, but how did you enjoy your time in the big house? About Up until about 7, 30, 8 or 8 p.m. I had a great time. Um, the tailgating experience, it was really spread. It was kind of weird. So for those of you who didn't go... Ann Arbor was very unique um, tailgating-wise. Um, I don't know if you thought the same thing, Luke, but it was really spread out. When you're tailgating, it doesn't feel like there's that many people there. And then once you get in the stadium, you're like, where did all these people come from? Because I swear there was not this many people out in the streets. Overall, though, there's a really good Husky turnout. I thought um, walking up and down Ann Arbor, just saw Husky fans everywhere in the stadium, although it was a ton of maze. The backs were lined up with purple, black, that sort of stuff. There's a big section of Husky fans. I thought good turnout for Washington overall, really cool experience and definitely a bucket list item. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think Ann Arbor is not as geographically like limited as Seattle is, you know, so they're, I think, able to spread out a little more. I agree. It didn't feel as kind of like centralized as maybe. Yeah, you'd still think it would be centralized, though, you know. Everybody yeah. wants to have like, be around the stadium with that kind of energy or yeah, whatever. But the no, energy was, in the stadium though was incredible. It was sure. it was one of the be- best atmospheres I've ever been in in a stadium for sure. Just like their crowd engagement overall was awesome. Yeah. They did a great job with that, as you know, keeping fans engaged. And then also hundred ten thousand people. I mean, you look across the way and the the person just looks like a insect compared to you know what you see at the stadium. Totally. Yeah. Well, so now the Huskies 0-2, 17 points scored total this season, uh, and they are going to square off against an Arkansas State team that has scored 40-plus points in each of its two games that it's played this year. Jack, I know you did a kind of dive into the Red Wolves offense. Uh, what can we expect from this offensive unit? Yeah, so I think the first thing to know is Arkansas State, believe it or not, they do a two-quarterback system. They run two quarterbacks, which is very rare to see. You don't see that too often at all. Uh, they have two guys, Lane Hatcher. He's an Alab- former Alabama player walk-on. He's more of like a Drew Brees-esque player, very accurate. Doesn't make his, miss his mark much. He actually has a 70% completion rating right now. So I think if I had to guess, I think he's going to be the guy that's going to get more of the playing time um, for most of the game. I think just because I think it's, you know, you got to be very precise with where you're throwing the ball against Washington and you have to be able to hit your guy on, on a dot basically, which is why I think he's going to get some more playing time as opposed to James Blackman, former Florida state Seminole, highly touted recruit. Um, He's the other guy and he's more of the deep ball playmaker. I think he'll start out first and Arkansas state's going to try and be aggressive, but ultimately I don't think that's going to work out, which is why I see um, 
the other Hatcher going in uh, more than Blackman. But I think Blackman will see his fair share as well, especially if they're trying to get the ball downfield. You know, third and ten, second and long. That's when Blackman's going to come in, try and make a play. But I think if you're going to get it in a rhythm, I think Hatcher's the guy to get you in a rhythm uh, more than Blackman. And for receivers, uh, like I said, you know, they really like to throw the ball a lot with their two quarterbacks. They have a, a variety of receivers um, that they like to throw out there. I think they have, they have about five respectively, but they're two that they look to the most. Jeff Foreman and Tavalence Hunter, they each had eight and nine targets last week against Michigan – or not Michigan um, – Memphis. Memphis, yeah. I don't know why I blanked there. And they combined for 321 receiving yards, which is massive. Washington only had one guy over 100 last week, and they had two guys combining for 321, which is absurd. Uh, and there are, they have three other more, three other guys. Corey Rucker, he's a freshman. Uh, he's been very good this year with the Red Wolves, and he's more of a touchdown threat. Emmanuel Stevenson and Adam Jones are their other two who make up a solid one, two, three, four, five. Um, punch. They like to run fast. They like to move the ball downfield. Uh, on the run game, they also like to throw the ball out of the backfield a lot. Kind of like Wazoo. You know, they're not going to run the ball as much. Um, they but they have three. You remember 2016 Wazoo? They had like three running backs who all caught balls out of the backfield. This is kind of what you're seeing with Arkansas State here. Um, it's what I. This is what it reminded me of. It's Al Lamar, Lincoln Parr, and Johnny Lang. Um, Lamar and Lang will get most of the carries. Um, where Lang was the guy who saw 12 last week as opposed to uh, six of the other two. But they all get work out of the backfield, um, getting targets. Um, they, they, uh, the other two, Lamar and Parr, um, or Pair, uh, com- combined for nine catches out of the backfield. So they really like to use the receivers and check downs, screens, uh, stuff like that, especially if they're not able to hit their guy downfield, which is why I think they're going to get a lot of work this week. Washington, you know, they have two great quarters and Kyler Murray and not Kyler Gordon and Trent McDuffie. I'm really struggling today. Um, they're, so they have two lockdown quarters, which is why I think they're going to do a lot of dump down work, a lot of screens, get guys in space, do that sort of thing. If they do decide to run the ball, though, Arkansas State has a pretty massive offensive line. Their center weighs in at 285. The rest are all over 310 with their biggest maxing out at 340 pounds and another at 335. So they are very big up front. Which could give, which gives me a little bit of worry, just because Washington hasn't done well with big offensive lines. They didn't do well against Montana, smaller school, big offensive line. Similar thing here with Arkansas State. If I'm Arkansas State, though, you're trying to run the ball as much as you can. This is obviously the weakness of Washington. They only allowed 40 yards through the air against Michigan, who is what much more talented than Arkansas State. Um, so, if you're Arkansas State, you're really trying to run the ball as much as you can. However, haven't been as a formidable running the ball this season. If that's going to change, Husky Stadium is the time to do it against a weaker defensive run game. So Jimmy Lake, Bob Gregory, they really get a dial in their run defense. The dial in their run defense, you force them to throw the ball, force them to create turnovers. And I think that's how Washington will win the game if they are to win. Awesome. So, yeah, you mentioned you're looking at Arkansas State to maybe switch things up and run a little more than they have in the past. Uh, but this is a team that last year averaged 3.6 per carry. Uh, their two lead rushers that you mentioned, Johnny Lang and Alan Lamar, averaging under four yards per carry this year. Do you think 
I don't know. Is that something that they can do effectively against a team like the Huskies, like you mentioned? Yeah, I think you have to. to run it all over the dogs, but Montana not so much. I think you have to, and I, and, you know, but you have to run the ball effectively against Washington because you can't throw the ball. Uh, against, you know, which worries me for Arkansas State is against Memphis. You're throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. You decide to run the ball, um, and you know, when you run the ball after you throw the ball so much, you're thinking what five, six yards. Um, five or six yard gain maybe, but you know, you're getting just over three yards of carry. That's not good. And Memphis is not a great defensive team. So that gives me a little bit of worry. So Washington, I think if you're Washington, you really try and slow this team down offensively, especially, and just let them try and move the ball. They do have playmakers, especially in space, which is a little bit worrisome. So if they are able to get those dump offs and they're able to break a couple tackles, that's where I think Arkansas state's going to be most dangerous. Understood. Yeah, and you mentioned a, a few playmakers at receiver, uh, not to mention Tavalence Wallace, Jeff Foreman, and then, of course, Corey Recker, the freshman. Tell me a little bit about the profile of these guys. Are, are these burners, big play guys? Are uh, I guess, how are they going to, I guess, attack, like you said, some lock, lockdown corners like Kyler Gordon? Yeah, Hunt is a bigger guy. He's 6'3". Rucker and Foreman, they aren't small. They are just over six foot. Um, so they do have size at the receiver position where Washington's corners are six foot five eleven. They got some size there. Um, I'd expect them to throw the ball up to Hunt, kind of looking more at a Ty Jones role. You know, if they need to move the sticks, get him on the edge, let him go up and try and make a ball because he's very athletic. Uh, Rucker, he's the touchdown guy for, like I said, for this year. Um, if they're going to go to the end zone, that's who he's going. That's who they're going to hit up in the end zone, kind of like an Adam Thielen. Going to land a lot of touchdowns this season. So if they're a good route runner, real polished, especially as a freshman, it's, it's quite impressive. So Rucker's going to be the guy who they're going to throw the ball out to the end zone. Hunt more in space. They need to move the ball. And then and then uh, their other guys just, you know, ah, sorry, I lost my word. They, the other guy, just more of a – what they're going to do with him is just get him in space all over the field, more of a burner. Maybe not as many much targets, but he's going to do his thing. Certainly. And then you mentioned big offensive line. Haven't really been able to pave the way for success on the ground these past couple of seasons. No, but they've been good in pass protection, which is yeah. something that which is something that Washington has struggled with. So, you know, Ryan Bowman, he's just, you know, being a being a six year senior, you really think he's gotta step up this game and make his presence felt. As long as guys like Savelle Smalls, Braylon Trice, we keep saying it. This is a big problem for Washington. They really they're not gonna do it against Arkansas State. It's gonna be hard to see it for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. Thanks for that, that preview. Yeah. Defensively, Luke, they've had their share of struggles to say the least. Certainly. Yeah. So they are on their first year of a new defensive coordinator, um, coach Harley, who was hired in December of 2020 in the previous two seasons, they've forfeited over 35 points per game and they've had kind of mixed success on the defensive side of the ball held central Arkansas to 21 points uh, in their opener, but then gave up 55 points to Memphis last week. I watched that game uh, a little bit to kind of prep for this. And uh, what really stood out to me is like a ton of missed tackles, especially in the secondary. Uh, there were numerous touchdown, uh, both runs and pass plays that could have been bottled up for five, six yards uh, through the air or maybe four or five yards on the ground. And then someone in the secondary just makes kind of like a half-hearted attempt at a tackle. And all of a sudden someone is making their way to pay dirt. 
Uh, that said, there are some interesting guys to keep an eye out for on this defense. Kyvon Bennett is an edge rusher. He was tied for the team lead in sacks with four and a half in seven games last year for Tennessee before transferring to Arkansas State this year. He's kind of a smaller DN, 6'2", 236 pounds, uh, but found a way to get after the quarterback in the SEC last year. Already has four and a half tackles for loss this year. On top of that, they have a couple of veteran interior defensive linemen who combined for 10 tackles for loss in 10 games last year. Not the biggest guys up front also, 6'293 and 6'1", 270 respectively. Uh, so another time the Huskies outweigh their counterparts uh, in the trenches. Uh, the Huskies weren't able to take advantage of that against Montana, uh, and they will need to do so against Arkansas State this go-around. Uh, at linebacker, they have a veteran guy in Caleb Bonner. He started over 25 games for Arkansas State, was honorable mention all-conference in 2019, and has had five tackles for loss in each of the past two seasons. So he's another guy to keep an eye out for. Uh, they kind of do a 4-2-5 kind of defensive look, oftentimes in nickel. Uh, Anthony Schweitzer is their nickel. Uh, is a pretty solid guy in both run support and pass coverage, Six foot, 205. Uh, and they have some interesting corners as well. Another uh, kind of power five transfer in Denzel Blackman, who originally went to Boston College out of school and played some special teams uh, starting at corner. Uh, and then Taylon Doss is really the name, I think, to keep an eye out from the secondary. Uh, he's a young guy, new starter. He won the four to six A to B award in spring, uh, which basically is just like an award that goes out to hard workers. He leads the team in tackles with 12 this year, has a tackle for loss, uh, and he is a pretty dynamic option back at safety. So they have some guys, uh, but really kind of lackluster tackling, I would say, is really what has to be uh, take the blame for some bad defense against a good team like Memphis. Um, and the Huskies have to be looking at an opportunity here to get the ball rolling on the offensive side. And what I think the Huskies' path to success is here is last year Arkansas State allowed over 300 yards through the air per game passing. So far this year, they've allowed 296 yards to Central Arkansas and then 417 yards and five touchdowns to Memphis. Now, that's something that the Huskies have to take advantage of. I think it will be enticing for the Huskies to want to stick to their identity and run the ball against a team that's smaller than them. It didn't work against Montana. It certainly didn't work against Michigan. So it's time to see, will the Huskies stick with their guns and try to get rolling the way that they want their identity to be? Or will they kind of pivot and try to make an adjustment off of what hasn't really worked for them in two games? I think if the Huskies want to win this game, like if that is their number one goal, they'll come out and let Dylan cook. I think you have to at this point, you know, kind of like you said, Arkansas State linebackers, cornerbacks, Lackluster is at best to say they're tackling. Receiving-wise for Washington, outside of Terrell Bynum, do you expect any receiver for Washington to be able like to fit their strength? Is there anyone on Washington's receiving court outside of Bynum who's kind of do it all that could make a big impact on their on this game and you know reach their strength? Yeah, one guy I think who really could make a difference is uh, uh, is Giles Jackson. I think Giles Jackson was solid. Uh, Last week against Michigan, had a couple of carries, ended up getting some positive yards on the ground, three catches for about 40 yards. Um, and the reason that I think that he could have a huge game is he's the most dangerous with the ball in his hands. And I think this is a big yards after catch opportunity game for the Huskies. Um, I could see him 
maybe making a guy miss even on like a jet sweep or, or end around and go the distance or maybe make a guy miss across the middle and have nothing but daylight in front of him. Uh, I think Giles Jackson is a guy that uh, on top of Arkansas state's struggling to tackle or tackle the ball carrier against Memphis is the fastest player on the field. And I think could make Arkansas state pay. So he would be my like guy to watch in the receiving group for the Huskies. From my perspective, it seems like an I formation is the last thing you want to run against a team like Arkansas state. You really want to use a spread 2021 look, spread the ball out, get lined up different ways, go downfield, take some shots, get in space. Do you think Washington, I'm not saying, I think that's what they have to do to win. Kind of like you said, do you think they will though? Do you think they're ultimately going to end up spreading the ball around or do you think they're going to, all right, we're going to pound the ball. Here we go again. You know, fourth and five, we're going power right. Do you think that's going to happen again? That's the million dollar question. I think that the Huskies, the game, and maybe, I don't know if this is wishful thinking, but I think the Huskies will open up and then make the start of this game look like the 2020 Arizona game where Jimmy Wars run the damn ball hat after the Beavs win, but then comes out first drive, 75 yards to Puka Nakua. Kate Otten has a field day through the air. I think the Huskies uh, will come. I, I, and I don't, again, it might be wishful thinking, but I think the Huskies are going to come out, make an adjustment, say this hasn't worked for two weeks. I think they, I think there are certain members of the coaching staff who are feeling a lot of heat right now. And uh, I think the response to that heat will maybe be a pivot. Yeah. I mean, I think you, if you're Jimmy Lake and John Donovan offensively, I think you have no other choice but to pivot this game, especially against a team. If you're in, this is the perfect game to make that change of direction because they're so weak in the secondary. If it works out, maybe it'll carry over against Cal. But I think ultimately, like you're saying, they have to do it. Um, you know, running back wise, Sean McGrew, Kamari Pleasant, those are two of the better backs out of the backfield receiving. Do you think they're going to get their fair? Do you think they're going to see the field at all this game? That's a good question. Um, to be, if I, again, if I have to speculate, my guess would be maybe not. If you haven't seen him through two games, you might not see him. Uh, however, I do think Cam Davis uh, caught the ball a little bit last year, and he could be a guy that you see Demo check down to if they give him more opportunities to throw the ball early. Um, so, yeah, Demo is certainly right. I, I think Cameron Davis, I meant, is someone that you could keep an eye out for in that regard. Gun to your head. How do you see this game going? Uh, gosh, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I came into prepping for this game expecting to pick a very close – game either way uh, just because the Huskies have I mean they're 17 point favorites but they've scored 17 points this year but watching the Memphis game the Arkansas State Memphis game it's hard to imagine that the Huskies can't put some sort of points on the board against this Arkansas State team Uh, and then the fact that Arkansas State is like they really throw the ball to win I, I like that matchup for the Huskies so the question is this which team will go against their identity in pursuit of a win. Will Arkansas State try to run the ball against a great pass defense in the Huskies that just gave up 331 yards on the ground to Michigan? And will the Huskies decide to throw the ball against a team who just gave up 417 yards and five touchdowns to Memphis, right? Uh, my Honestly, gun to head right now, I'm going Huskies relatively comfortably. I think I had four, or 35-13 coming out in the prediction. Uh, and I'm going to stick with my guns there. Huskies cover. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is a, a 34. Yeah, wow. Um, I'm 
I think well, I think Washington's going to pull this one out. Uh, I think I think they're going to make adjustments. I don't. I think they're going to be too stubborn though in the first half to make some of those adjustments. I think they're going to get maybe seven to seven, maybe ten points up in the first half. Then they expl- start to explode, get the ball downfield more in the second half. They're going to stick to the run game, stick to what they've been doing. Then start throwing the ball around second half. I think they go. I think they win twenty four seventeen. I think Washington. I think Arkansas State has an explosive arc, uh, offense, but I don't think it's going to be you know. 35 points, 50 points explosive like it's been in the past. I just don't see that against, you know, Washington's cornerbacks and secondary being so lethal against, a, you know, a potent throwing attack. I, I just don't see it. But, you know, if Washington is going to win this game, two things I think they got to do. One, throw the ball. They really got to take – they really got to – push the ball downfield, get it to get playmakers like Giles Jackson, Terrell Bynum, and then deep – then ah, defensively, they really got to get pressure. I think if you get pressure, get behind the lines. I think you know you force a guy like Blackman, who kind of just slings the ball downfield to make an errant throw, and then also you you know you take away the run game. They're going to shy away from that and keep throwing the ball since they don't normally run it already. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, like no matter how great your secondary is, if an offense has five six seconds to throw the ball, they're going to make plays through the air. So. I agree. Huskies have to push the ball downfield and have to get some pressure up front on the defensive side. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the Huskies hopefully riding the ship on Saturday. Uh, it hasn't been the prettiest of starts to the season. Um, but the Huskies, I, I think this could go a long way in taking, I don't know, building some positive momentum going into conference play. Yep, I think it's fair to say John Donovan, Jimmy Lake really have to turn the ship around had to clear waters this game, switching up the offense. I think, and if, if they don't do this game, it's going to be tough to say. But me and Luke both like Washington coming out of this game with a win. Me narrowly, Luke, a little more comfortably. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, a win's a win. And dogs, we think, move on one and two against their home Pac 12 opener against Cal. With that being said, I'm Jack McCauley alongside Luke Munger. You can find the rest of game day, any Washington coverage on dogman.com. Go dogs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.